Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's some Big Show. Everybody ready? Uh oh! Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Hey, guess what day it is? Oh, come on! I know you can hear me. It's Hump Day. Hump Day. Let's get rolling. This is the Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Jake Scott coming at you from our Vivid Smart Home Arena studios. Austin Horton across the glass from me, by the way, wearing his University of Delaware Fighting Mudhead's shirt. And safely social distancing from Casa de Monson, the one, the only, the fan of the Mudhead's. Gordon Monson. Hello, Gordon. It's the blue hens, not the mud hens. Get it right. It's the blue hens or the mud hens? I don't know. What do you think, Jake? It's the uh, fighting blue hens. That's, and That's not what I was told. Austin, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're wearing the shirt I gave you. I've, I've given you a number of t-shirts through the years. Do you wear them? I Apparently. wear every one of them, yeah. Oh, good. That makes me feel good. You know what? I got uh, one. No, except I do have one, one confession. There was a hamburger one you gave me. Uh-huh. Uh, and something happened. I honestly don't know where it is, so I'm sorry. That means Whitney threw that one away. Uh, maybe. You know, okay. I will say I have a I have a similar uh, University of Delaware shirt that Gordon uh, brought uh, brought me as well. That particular shirt, quite soft. Yeah, they're very comfortable. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know oh, what good. material uh, that particular shirt is made out of, but that was my my biggest takeaway. Wow, this yeah. is a soft uh, shirt. I paid uh, I paid extra uh, dollars for that fabric. I want you to know, so I'm, I'm glad you're wearing. Well, them, it's it's know. woven with I don't know uh, unicorn hairs or something, but it's <laughs> it's a fan it's a fantastic material. Only the best for the mud heads. Yeah, only the best. <laughs> only the best. It's the to- it's the Toledo mud heads. It's the University of Delaware Fighting Blue Hens. No, Gordon Toledo's in Ohio. I've never seen a blue hen myself, but yeah, the blue hens. How are you, buddy? Back to, how, how are you doing? To, it gets back to what I was talking about yesterday about that uh, that chicken that was uh, being sought after for uh, attacking customers at the bank. Yeah. Unless you know, we're we're talking about Dennis Lindsay, I don't think we should go back to yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> let's you see. Think that'd be unless a we're good talking idea, about Dennis or or maybe Bowler. Let's 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 go ahead and keep it moving on. I don't think we I'll need tell you. to revisit that particular story. <laughs> uh, well, Austin, I'm glad you're wearing it. I've never seen Jake wear any of the shirts I've ever given him, uh, but I, I, uh, I'm presuming you do, unless you just use them for you know dust rags and whatnot. Okay, so it has been a minute since I've worn the the Delaware shirt. Now, you understand, I do have a lot of shirts, but I can tell you the last time I wore uh, I wore it, and this will, this was pure coincidence, but this will actually make you proud. Okay. It was when I was cleaning out my old car. Oh. When, when, when the old car finally gave way, what was it, last fall? Mm-hmm. Uh, I wore it as I was I was saying goodbye. That's what you so, think of Gordon's clothing? No, no, yeah. it was pure it's a cleaning shirt. I just happened well, to re- better put on the Mudhead shirt. Got to clean out the ha- septic tank. I happen to remember that day <laughs> for obvious reasons. I remember wearing that shirt on that day. That doesn't sound uh, honest. No, that's, it, what, it was one of those too many details type, type uh-huh. of thing. Well, the, the it was weather, sunny. It was a Wednesday. The, the weather was unusually warm. <laughs> okay, uh, but that's a that's a good shirt. It, uh, it, good. It's good looking too. It's a nice shade. Well, I'm of gray. glad you like it. Yeah, I'm glad you like it. Now, Jake, in uh, to his credit, has given me a couple of t-shirts as well, and I'm so frustrated because one of them doesn't fit. Uh, and it's not because I've been pounding donuts or anything. It's because my muscles have grown too large to be able to get into that 
get into that shirt, but I really like it. And I wish I tried to stretch it out. You know how you do? You ever done that, Austin, where you, you know, you, you, you stretch it, you put your arms in there and you stretch it out, you know, and try to get it so that it'll fit. And I haven't been able to get there yet. Well, I tell you what, if I ever make it to the Outer Banks again, I will I will pick you up a, a, another T-shirt and I'll bump up the size a little bit. I'll, I'll account for uh, shrinking in the wash. Okay. Yeah, that's what happened. I think that one shrunk when I put it in the wash. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I've given you guys a number of gifts through the years. And, yeah, it's nice. and I'm, it's because I think about you. I you just know. cooked with uh, some of the seasoning you brought me from Jamaica just the other day. Really? How yeah. long does that seasoning last? Oh, I don't know. That, but I, that's been a minute since I was down there. What, five months? When was the last time you went to Jamaica? <laughs> uh, seasoning does last a long time, right? I mean, that it's seasoning. Uh, that, that, is it good for a good five, ten years, something like that? My mom has seasoning in her cupboard that's been there my whole life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know. The I, label is gone, right. but the seasoning's still there. <laughs> some old I definitely have some old seasoning. Yeah. I'm serious. If, this, that, if the, that goes bad. It gets better I'm, with age, I'm right? I'm in real does, trouble. Does seasoning last over a decade? Well, I, I'm still here. And I'm, I'm, I, as long I as you don't smoke it, I think you're I can good. I guarantee you, I've had some old, old seasoning for a while. Maybe Speaking I de- of, uh, developed an immunity or something like that, you know, built up a tolerance or something, but yeah. <laughs> well, speaking, speaking of things that get good uh, as they get older, uh, I mean, wine, right? Isn't wine supposed to get better as it sits? Depends on the right? wine, but yeah. Okay. And then, like, uh, how about, and I don't smoke, but how about a cigar? Does a cigar get better if you keep it for a long time, or does the, does the tobacco get uh, stale after time? You know what? Not much of a cigar guy myself, so I don't oh. know if I, but I, don't, I wouldn't think that old cigars would be good. So maybe seasoning uh, uh, fits into that category where it's okay and it goes on and on forever. Yeah, seasoning you know? and mayonnaise never go. I back. think I think talk show hosts get uh, get better with seasoning over time, don't they? Depends on what seasoning we're talking about <laughs> and which show host. Good point. Uh, you think it varies? Hey, uh, Gordon, real quick, before we dive into the split story of of the day, we do have to update. So actually, I'm going to break my own rules here because we have to update something from yesterday. Uh, All three of us picked a Korean baseball team. And uh, we're following along. Uh, I picked the Kiwoom Heroes. Austin, you picked the? Uh, The Samsung Lions. And Gordon, you picked the? I picked the Bears. You don't remember the the first name? Is it starts with an N? I know that. No. Starts with a D? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How'd my bear how'd my bears do? The Doosan Bears, Jake. How'd they do? Uh let's see. They came away with a win, I do they believe. They did. Two and two and oh on the year there, Gordon. Well, uh, I thought they lost their opener. No. Oh. All right, I'll take it. Now How'd we have to go back do? and see if they lost in in their opener. No, I, th- I swear it's two and zero. Oh, but okay, all right, I'll take it. Uh, How about you guys' teams? My team rolled Kia <laughs> three to two on the road, might I add. So big yeah. two and zero oh for uh, the heroes. And Austin, how did Team yeah, Samsung? do? I have to make an adjustment. Doosan did lose their opener. You're right, Gordon. Yeah, oh, so I'm one and one. Jake, you're two and zero. Oh. Yeah. Right, and that's the end of our. Uh, that's the only teams we're following. Uh, Austin, <laughs> Team Samsung. Ah! How'd they do? Not well, Bob. All right, not well at all. Uh, the Samsung Lions have fallen uh, by a total of eight to three in their two games. Four nothing and four three today to the NCs, whoever they are, the Dinos. So Gordon so, was right; they do lack pitching. They're that, terrible. That might be an issue. <laughs> so, I, I so suck Austin, at picking teams. Well, well yeah, but that that fits because now both your baseball teams uh, can't pitch. Now we're only two games back, though. So, did you uh, did your Samsung get dropped in the toilet? <laughs> That's okay. Oh <laughs> man, there's there's the the headline right there. <laughs> oh man. Yep. So all right. So Gordon's one and one. I'm two and zero. Oh, Austin. 
is now O and it's two. It's early yet, gentlemen. It's early. And to be fair, we we did pick our teams after looking at last year's standings. You just <laughs> you went with your heart. I went with a whim the night before. I was like, yeah, I like Samsung phones. The Lions. Let's do yeah, it. They, oh, apparently fits. they're the worst team in league history. All right. That, that, that fits because, Jake, you and I, we're kind of logic guys and, and Austin's emotion. He's emotion. So, yeah, it fits. Austin, he is a passion guy. Yeah. What's that supposed to mean? Yeah. See, we all. Every, <laughs> I care. Every group of buddies needs a a passion guy. We've got Austin. That's what we yeah, love. Yeah, because him. you got you got to place bets against him so you can take his money. Wow, that was. So I'm the Charles Barkley to your Michael Jordan. <laughs> I think we're friends, and really, I'm just here so you win. And by the way, I don't think we put money on this. Did we? Did we decide what's on the line for? for yeah, this? we did. Yeah. What? What? It, it was two hundred bucks each. Oh, yeah, okay. that that seems That's, likely. That sounds like something I'd agree to. Or a pack of Twinkies? I don't know. Now, huh? how about let's let's do it for pinks, pink slips. Don't know. I want to repick. But you could end up with Gordon's car. How about uh, if we get to choose one item from each other's wardrobe to burn on Twitter? Oh, I, I hate that idea. No, it's a great idea. You would pick something what, I truly what if you love. Picked, yeah, what if you pick something we are our favorite? I, I, then don't lose. <laughs> well, I don't. That, I don't think is, I want to. This is put... a pretty safe bet. <laughs> 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 Although it's been two remember, games. I did pick against uh, the Titans, so I mean, anything can happen, right? How about, uh, because in theory, we're going to all be at the studio at one time, uh, sometime, I guess. Uh, let's, let's do like a, a show, uh, like meal of some sort, right? You know, bring in, uh, bring in food. The winner gets to pick and the, the other two guys uh, get to pay. I, I like that. Yeah. yeah. We, the, other, the two losers split the bill? Split the bill, yeah. No, I think the one loser, the one with the worst record, should end up footing the bill. What, and then second place just gets to eat? Yeah, this is about the loser. It's not about, uh, you know, the winner. I'll tell you what, this— uh, You're this, awfully confident there after two games right. and you're one and one. And this separation thing has turned you negative. Listen to you. Well, no, I'm it's just about saying— the loser, that, that, not the winner. Would no. Michael Jordan never have said that? Austin Austin picked the worst team in the league from a year ago. I don't think they're going from worst to first. Well, if they have the garbage can from the Astros, they might. Hey, hey, <laughs> true. Uh, so, of, so what? You're team. you're out to pick on Austin then, and and basically have no risk uh, for yourself at all. Is that, I would is that your line low of risk? Here? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the bottom two split the bill. Then it's not that painful for anybody. Okay. All right. I, I'm agreeable. And Gordon, we'll, we won't shake you down. We won't make you, you know, bring in uh, lobster flown in from Maine via private jet. Yeah, that would be that would be uh, unkind. We could do that. Or what if the winner gets to pick one drop we never get to play ever again? Ooh, didn't Hans and Scotty do? They did something along those lines. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. But I, it's a great idea. Uh, but what if Gordon picks the question? I mean, it's not like we're going to stop playing that. Yeah, that'd be the rule. But I guess we don't want to do that then. Well, or, and, or and I'll we, tell you this right now: get your fill of Jeff Griffin because you'll never hear it again. Or we could just do what <laughs> Lloyd did, and that's just play it anyway. <laughs> All right. So dinner it is. Yeah. All right. All right. Go uh, heroes. You know, speaking of cheating, did you guys see that story about uh, why Don Shula doesn't like, uh, didn't like Bill Belichick? Uh, no, I actually did not. I love it. I absolutely love this. And and Jake, you, you're you're going to like it too. I don't know how Austin feels about it, but the reason apparently Bill Belichick or Don Shula never or has not liked uh, Bill Belichick, and. Don Chula, I mean, he's a freaking legend, right? And so he's not a guy that goes around ripping other people. But apparently... Well, that's what uh, Michael Jordan does. Yes. See what I did there? Uh, Sorry, I interrupted. People have wondered exactly what what it was that was bothering uh, Don Chula about Bill Belichick so much. I mean, we're talking about what might be the two best coaches in the history of the NFL. Uh, 
Uh, certainly, they'll probably end up being the two winningest. I imagine Belichick uh, moves along here. But uh, uh, Dick Anderson, who played for Miami and Don Shula, was he a teammate of Jake Scott's? Probably was. Yeah, probably was. But he explained why uh, Don didn't like Bill. He, and this is what he said. Quote, he called Belichick Bella Cheat. He was straightforward. He was. This is how we have to do it, and these are the rules, and this is what we're going to follow. He didn't like, I think, the people that didn't follow the rules, and he did. So he called Belichick Bella Cheat, and in a recent uh, uh, interview uh, before his passing, Don was asked what his what he wanted his legacy to be, and he said, quote, I want them to say he won within the rules, that he had players that took a lot of pride in playing within the rules. I want them to say that we did it all the right way, always the right way. <laughs> so, that's awesome. That's, so it. that's incredible. Sure. Getting a few shots in before he uh, before he left this uh, earthly globe, and, uh, and and that's the way Don Chula was. That's the way he felt about it, and uh, he I, I thought those were strong comments about a man who felt felt strongly about principles. And some people are a little more fast and loose with that stuff. Uh, you know, they think that you should cheat in order to win. Well, Don Chula apparently was not one of those people. True, like Easter egg hunts. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, Just Austin. hypothetical. Uh, but I'll I'll, uh, I'll say this. I I love that because and we I can't remember. Do we talk about this on Monday? But uh, winning covers up a lot. Yes. You it know does. we we ignore a lot of stuff uh, that people that win do. And, and it it was true with Michael Jordan. It certainly is true with Bill Be- Belichick. And I admire somebody who is able to win and uphold the standards at the same time. I think that's amazing. Yep, and isn't yep. Uh, you know going to kowtow to somebody like Bill Belichick or or you know uh, because he did it the right way? You know, I I I I admire somebody who has those principles. I really do. Apparently, this uh, this animosity stems back to 2007 when the, remember that Patriots team that went undefeated during the regular yeah. season uh-huh. and they uh, were threatening the Dolphins, who in '72 were the last team to go have an un- entire season undefeated. Well, the the Patriots ended up losing to the Giants, as we all know. But at that time, Don Shula said, quote, the Spygate thing has diminished what they've accomplished. I guess you got the same thing as putting an asterisk by Barry Bonds' home run record. Ooh, Lloyd, there you go. Anyway, I guess cheating really bothered uh, Don Shula. And that... That's old school, man. I, I like it. Not that cheating didn't go on back in the day either. I'm not saying that all those guys were, uh, you know, Sunday school graduates. But uh, Don Shula, apparently this was really important to him and was an ongoing theme. Okay, I'm going to remind you of this conversation every time we play golf. <laughs> I don't cheat at golf. You know that. I don't even keep score much. Uh, the only I keep score if I'm having a good round. But Mark, uh, Go ahead and mark down a three there. No, I don't do Gordon, that. Gordon, you sliced your drive, and I haven't seen you in 20 minutes. How'd you get no, a three? Oh, come on. I'm not that guy. I know plenty of people who are like that, but uh, I, don't, uh, I, don't, I don't do that. Market four. Gordon, you had four putts. <laughs> Is that why they don't put erasers on the back of those pencils on your scorecard? I don't know. Erasers are expensive, Gordon. They're probably trying to invest as little in that pencil as they possibly can. Well, they're, they're succeeding, by the way. <laughs> if you're betting, if you're betting on your round, you know. And you wouldn't know anything about that because you don't keep score. I haven't kept score since I started playing golf a little more a couple of years ago. I've been sort of just sort of easing my way back into it and uh, – I'll keep score on occasion, but uh, only if I'm playing well. If I'm playing poorly, I'm not going to write down numbers that don't that don't mean anything. I mean, because if you're cheating, you're cheating yourself. You're just deceiving yourself. Just remember, improving your lie, Gordon, also cheating. Uh, 
Yeah, well, I don't play in the winter, so I don't play by winter rules. Winter rules. Oh. <laughs> I, I had this friend who used to be a golf pro, and he, then he turned into a trick shot artist. And he uh, he used to go down to Mexico, and he he played. He was teaching uh, Lyndon Johnson, uh, and uh, former president Lyndon Johnson. Yeah, yes. So he was a and golf pro, a trick turned shot trick artist. shot artist, and the president said, "Hey, come and on had and teach a, me." And had a Mexican getaway with he, LBJ. He, he, he had some connection with LBJ, and uh, he said that <laughs> LBJ used to take his club and hit it in the, on the ground so he could tee up his ball, essentially. And he finally said, after he'd done it like four or five times, he finally said, Mr. President, uh, that, that's against the rules. <laughs> and he said LBJ just ignored him. Like well, he didn't yeah. even say it. Have you ever seen that? Uh, what's that horrible movie with Gene Hackman and, uh, and Everybody Loves Raymond? About uh, uh, no, no, no. It's about a former president that moves to like a small oh, town. Oh, Mooseport or yeah, something. Mooseport. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's anyway, a terrible. It, it's not. It's not particularly good. No, but there is this one scene where you know because Gene Hackman is a former president, he still has Secret Service. That I mean, he he just <laughs> hits one right into the woods, and then you see him go wait for the bounce. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, of course, it goes like from the woods into the fairway. <laughs> you know, like someone's over there throwing his ball back into the fairway. And that's how I imagine with most presidents it probably is, right? <laughs> they, uh, I'll tell you, I, 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 don't, I admire Secret Service people. That, I mean, they, that, that's scary business and they do it and they do their jobs. But, man, I'll tell you, I bet that they've seen just about everything there is to see. Uh, and they could probably keep their, their what, bazoo shut. At one time but, or another. Yeah. I used I to want to be on. a Secret Service guy. Did you really? Yeah, I wrote a report about it in sixth grade that that's what I was going to be when I grew up. Did, yeah. Would you be willing to throw, I mean, like if it was, if Jake were president, would you be willing to throw your body in front of uh, any kind of danger? Jake? Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Gordon? <laughs> We're, uh, it's time to go to break. I see. All right. want to remind you about our friends at Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communication for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Things are getting moving a little bit in the world of sports. Dennis Lindsay told us the latest with the Jazz. We'll get to that yesterday and across the world there. Is some good sports news out there, so we'll get to that as well. It is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I'm here to introduce the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about from the guys you know and trust. Go, Ooh, turn it up. You're listening to The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. Yeah, yeah. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Well, she sneaks around the world from Vienna to Carolina. She's a sticky fingered filcher from Berlin down to Belize. She's taking for a ride on a slow boat to China. Tell me where in the world is Carmen San Diego? Steal their soul in South Korea. Maybe another country. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Band of the day today is Rockapella, selected by me and brought to you by uh, Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artist insight at LiveNation.com. Wait a second. Rockapella? What? (laughs) During the break, Austin said, Jake, your, your turn to pick a band today. And you said very snarkily, make it good. And so I picked something that I didn't think you'd like. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. How do you not like Rockapella? I love Rockapella. Me too. That's why I picked them. I went to their concert as a child. What is... What's the like? It's, Listen to this. It's acapella, but it's rock. There's no instruments here. This is brilliant. God-given vocal cords and nothing else. And it was a, a great show that informed millions of children about geography. Oh, I do like geography, so, I, but I'm not that familiar with this particular group. If I could wait, go wait. on one Austin. game show, it'd be Where in the World is Carmen San Diego? You... 
<laughs> no, wait. You went to see these guys in concert? Yep. Parents gave Where? me tickets for Christmas when I was like six or seven years old at the Sarah Shell Amphitheater in good old Orem, UT. And I went to a live taping of Carmen Sandiego at the Crossroads Mall back in the day. Now that's cool. That was really, really cool. <laughs> now that is cool. What kind of stupid nerds kid were didn't you know guys? where Argentina was? Oh, though, I don't know. where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Was a was a great show uh, when I was growing up, which I liked. And uh, it, like I got the computer game. Yes. And uh, that was amazing, too. You're learning and having fun at the same time, Gordon. It's amazing. And what kid didn't want to win a Walkman from Carmen Sandiego? I I could have won uh, last night's dinner from uh, <laughs> as long as I'd won on Carmen Sandiego. Absolutely. When the chief would oh. hold up her magnifying glass and say, and the winner gets... The chief. I remember the chief. She was, right. she was a hardballer. Yeah, she was good. I missed that show, but I would have liked it because I like geography. She was in that movie uh, "Lean on Me" with uh, Morgan Freeman. Oh, when she wasn't being the chief. Uh huh. When that like her <laughs> hobby was being in movies. Right. Uh-huh. You're not telling so me. So anyway, that's a uh, I wonder what percentage of our listenership right now is going right on, right on. All of them. Rockapella. Rockapella. Gordon, take that. All right. Uh, by the way, I just sent you maybe the funniest video I've ever seen. This is the one with the cat. Yeah, it's the one with the cat. And, and normally we wouldn't do this, but I, I I think we should play the audio. But Gordon yeah. hasn't seen it yet, so I, I don't know. Maybe we should I let, heard it. Maybe we I heard let it. Gordon watch it. Our but, listeners need to need to hear this. Maybe I mean, we play it a little bit. Maybe we play it a little bit later on because we, we oh. do need to get down to business. But this guy is like doing a webcast with his cat. And it's, <laughs> his cat decides like, all right, I've had enough of this. And and the cat uh, ends him. Yeah, the cat reacts badly. Well, uh, I seriously, seen the, the funniest thing I've ever seen. I haven't seen the video yet, but the audio sounds like somebody died. Do, I mean, do you it, have your email? It sounds right there? like this cat turned into, you know, a tiger. Maybe we'll get to maybe we'll get to that uh, a little bit later on coming up. Uh, right now, let's get to the split story of the day because let's talk about uh, some things Dennis had to say with us yesterday. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. May 8th is the date that uh, some practice facilities uh, will open. I would imagine our, our opening date will be a few days later for no other reason other than we just want to make sure that we get it right, that we have our staffs and players full confidence that they're coming into a safe environment and I think Adam said this on a GM call probably the safest places that our players can be are the practice facilities and you know it's you got health performance uh, officials here to take care of them you have you have uh, the world's best facilities um, obviously, our facilities are quite private and protected, so it's not like they're going to be going to a health club where there may be more traffic. So um, I don't, I don't have an exact date for you, but uh, just know that we're following all the league and local state health officials' protocols. Our protocols may go above and beyond that, and so Mike Elliott wanted to slowly stage. Uh, our players coming back into the facility, and and we look forward to them getting back and and uh, keeping them safe, and then seeing what their conditioning levels are, and and working with them uh, on, on a skill basis as well moving forward. All right, that was Dennis Lindsay on the show yesterday talking about the timeline for the Jazz to really get things started, Gordon. And, you know, something as simple as uh, they're going to be able to have the players come to the practice facility in some way, shape, or form seems like such a, such a little thing uh, a few months ago, right? You know, such a minute little detail, but it's a huge, huge deal. And Dennis said they're not going to go right on the day, on, on the 8th. They want a couple of days to get things in order, and then uh, they're going to bring them in and work them, start working them out. Yeah, and this is going on. Uh, it, it, well, we see the beginnings of this going on uh, with the NBA, but also – Apparently, uh, there was a team in Major League Baseball, the Cleveland Indians, who reportedly instructed uh, their players to 
uh, to that they were hoping to begin spring training to in mid-June and told them to be ready by July 1st. Now, others have said that's not written in any kind of uh, solid way, uh, that it could uh, fluctuate a bit. But I, I thought that was opening day, July 1st. That, if, uh, if it can be done safely, that would be uh, pretty fun to watch. It would be, and I, I'm glad that we're seeing the wheels start to turn a little bit. I know you, uh, in particular, were excited about the, the return of your beloved Bundesliga soccer. Yes, that's apparently they were they were targeting uh, sometime in May to get uh, fired up again and to be gone by the end of the month, and they were waiting for uh, German officials. Angela, is it Merkel? Is that the uh, prime minister over there? Anyway. Yep. She, uh, I think, is uh, is uh, giving the uh, okay for that, and so uh, of course it'll be played in empty stadiums. But that's sort of what we expected at this point, isn't it? Yeah, at this stage, I think so. And maybe if they tackle this challenge, maybe getting fans in some capacity is is the next one. But I mean, th- this whole situation, Gordon, it, it feels like life is so moment to moment, doesn't it? You yeah. know, like uh, what's uh, Bill, the Bill Murray movie? What about Bob, where he's like, baby step to the bathroom, baby step on the bus. You know, like he, he used to say that. It feels like everything's just these little steps where we're trying to to do what we can. And, uh, you know, it's it's certainly interesting to watch. Well, we've been joking about the South Korean baseball, but uh, that's that's underway now. And so bit by bit, the countries who are, I don't want to, what do we call them? I don't, it's more advanced. I don't know if that's uh, fair to say it that further way. Further along. Yeah. Like further down uh, the road. Right. And so they are, uh, they are starting to... Uh, to get back to little hints and bits and pieces of of uh, some of their more normal activities. They're doing them in unique ways, and I'm all for that because I'm all for public health and public safety. Uh, but we are seeing indications that maybe the sports world is coming back a little bit. Yeah, <clears throat> and the sports world's going to have to to adapt pretty majorly. Uh, I think that much is known, and we're we're maybe seeing a little bit of that. We talked about the Dolphins' plan uh, yesterday, and at least they're trying to make a plan. We're going to talk about the NBA a little more today, especially after what Dennis Lindsay said that you know they're going to do what they have to do to function. And I think that's I think that's great. I think that's what we're all going to have to do in, in various ways, shapes, and, and forms. I, I think that was really interesting what he said, what Dennis said about uh, these these facilities being some of the safer places the players could be. Now, obviously, what makes this work is ongoing testing, right? Because if you're having human interaction uh, and basketball can get rather physical at times, and I don't know how many players at a time they would allow in initially or whether that would be uh, baby steps like you were talking about toward uh, practices and whatnot, but you're going to have to test, and that's what they're going to do over in Germany. I think they're going to do regular tests of those players, and I'm all for that as long as other people in the public who need testing can, can, uh, can get it. Now, and see, that's, that's the thing with the, the facilities opening up, and I'm asking this question because I, I legitimately do not know. Do we, is there going to be a testing protocol for the, them to come back and work out? I don't think we've, we've heard that because that would be really big news. Wouldn't you have to? I mean, if you're gathering now, if individual players are going in there and they're working out one by one, Maybe not so much, but if you have a group of players coming in from different places, don't wouldn't you have to have that sort of ongoing process? I don't know. I, I'm I'm asking because because yeah. I don't know because that has not been something that has been touched upon. I don't because the the big story there is they can't the NBA can't look like they're taking tests away from people that need it, right? And so that's a that that's a big part of this. I think they would have to have all those testing protocols that you're talking about to have some sort of competition, but just to have players back working out of facility I, I don't know here's here's the official from Jeff Zilgit of USA okay. Today it says that temperatures must be taken for anyone entering the facility and monitor everyone for symptoms and they must have a designated COVID-19 testing area but there is no required testing to uh, come into the facility okay so wait they have a testing area 
but you don't have to be tested to enter. I would I would assume that as they monitor their symptoms and take their temperature, if someone is exhibiting symptoms or the temperature is heavy, they'll usher them into that isolated testing area and await a test. Right. What Maybe about the twenty five percent that don't show symptoms? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think I don't think it's ever going to be possible to totally eliminate the risk, and I think they're trying to minimize it as much as they can under. Mm-hmm. Under the law, so I don't, I don't know, but it does. You not might have it right now, Gordon. You don't have any symptoms, though. Yeah, that's, that's just kind problem. of the thing. They said, didn't they say twenty five percent are asymptomatic? Well, I don't know how they Isn't know it, that, but d- what did they say about uh, those without symptoms and how contagious they are? Are, are they, they as contagious? No, I'm wondering if they oh, are. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I'm pretty sure you have to, you have to exhibit something, like you have to sneeze or cough or something to pass it on, don't you? Well, of course, as usual, I've heard reports from both sides of that. So I don't mm. know. I thought you could pass it on by heavy breathing. Yeah, with, with it's got to be vaporized, the, though. The droplets, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I mean, uh, who knows what we're all sharing out there. I mean, it's this one thing that we're finding out uh, is that these, uh, these droplets do get passed around. Uh, I mean, when you sit down to have a meal with somebody, like a, a year ago, Jake... And everybody's laughing and having a good time. Were you worrying about people, you know, sharing droplets? Uh, <laughs> I, and I don't know uh, if, if if the droplets go into somebody else's food, does that pass it along or does it have to be a direct hit? You know, I don't know, Gordon, but I, I'll, these are technical terms. <laughs> I, I will. I'll share. I'll share my attitude about it. I'm trying not to worry at all. Now, don't don't take me wrong. That doesn't mean I'm not aware of it and, and making sure that I, I follow the guidelines. But this is me personally. I'm, I'm trying not to have worry. I'm trying to do what I'm told and be smart about it. But there's, there is a certain amount of inevitability you know, to it. You could catch it. We could catch it. You know? it, it, you're never going to 100 percent prevent this from happening in any way, shape or form, just like you can't do it with the flu. You know, mm. I'm not coming now. People out there, don't get me wrong. I'm not comparing the the flu's uh, mortality rate or in, in any way, shape or form other than the coronavirus is a flu. They are related. Right. And so you can be, you know, Austin is as careful with this sort of stuff even before this as anybody that I know. And Austin, uh, to my knowledge, has had the flu before. So it. Hey, HIPAA, take it <laughs> easy. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Uh, but, you know, we, we've got to operate smartly and, and reduce the, the risk as much as possible. But I'm trying not to be, and this is just me, I'm not telling anybody what to do, but I'm just, I, I don't want to live my life like that, you know, with a, with a constant worry. Well, if, if these guys, let's say the NBA were to start practicing again and, and then get ready for whatever they can you know, kind of put together for a postseason. We don't want those guys to get sick. Uh, we, even if we're not at risk uh, directly, nobody wants to see any of those guys get sick. And and so that's, I don't know. It just it just feels different when people say, well, people get the flu. You know, I mean, I, yeah, I understand that people do get the flu. And that's not but, what I was saying, but, by the way. No, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm, this is, this is okay. a separate All thought. All right. All right. I'm just thinking that this is different, man. This is this this has a, a greater impact, and and I understand a lot of people die from the flu and whatnot, but th- this this seems to have grabbed everyone's attention, and I don't think it's out of media hype or anything else. I mean, it's to be t- taken very seriously, and that's why the NBA has been so responsible in its uh, in its reaction to it. So we'll see. We'll see how they handle it. But I think testing will have to be a part of it. I don't know how it can't be. Well, what, to, to enter the facilities or to play games? Uh, I think, uh, a, I think to play question. games. But, but here's, Gordon, just, just kind of adding on to, to what you were saying uh, right there real quick. Like, there, there is going to be risk if this is going to proceed any further. Because it would be impossible for there to be no risk. It just it right. it'd be completely impossible. Uh, so the the thing is, the players and staff, coaches, everybody. I mean, keep in mind that we there there are some older coaches in the NBA. You know, everybody is going to have to be comfortable with that risk. 
Right. And I'm, there are going to be players or coaches or staff or, or somebody uh, going into this thing that's going to raise their hand and say, I'm not comfortable. And the reaction to that has got to be like, okay, we'll work it out. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you, you know, nobody can be forced to take on that risk. But, but don't get me wrong, that risk is going to be there. You can try and make that risk down to as close to zero as you possibly can, but there's no way to get it all the way there. And there's always that chance that somebody's going to, to you know, get positive from who knows what, touching a doorknob. You can never completely get rid of it. So the people that do it will have to be comfortable with that risk, 100%. But that, that's, going to be, that's going to be a bridge that, that every player, coach, and staff member is going to have to cross at some point if this is going to proceed. This is why... Uh, when we talked with Frank Layden the other day, this is why people, healthcare workers, are freaking heroes. Because they are being exposed to it at some level by being there to help those in need. Yep, 100%. And yeah, they're doing everything they can to stay safe. But these are these are heroes. And uh, I, I think you could say that about anybody who provides a service in our society. I'm glad you said That's that because all... shout out to the grocery store workers and the truckers yes. and uh, police officers, firefighters. I mean, everybody who's, who's figuring out ways to make it possible for people to stay safe. Big shout out all to right. them. Teachers. They yeah. are heroes. Teachers. Yeah, 100%. Well, we need to eat. Right. At and, some and those... level, we need to learn. We need to, we need to function at some level. And there are people out there who who are on those front lines. And and whether you think that uh, athletes, professional athletes, fit into that category, whether we think that's necessary or not, then that's, that's I guess, that's a judgment call. Uh, if they do provide a service for people as far as their enjoyment goes. And those who seem to be uh, mitigating the, the idea of keeping everyone isolated at every minute – that's what they seem to bring up. They bring up the mental health aspect, how those in society need to feel, have some ability to function and, and not be paralyzed as far and, and troubled and worn down because of their inability to support their household. Well, that and reminds me, by the way, not to interrupt a rant, but I'm angry at you. I forgot about all this. What's a... Uh, because you're talking about the health and mental health and all that stuff for, for everybody. And I, while I was sitting out on my driveway yesterday evening, saw two Monson gals, including your lovely wife, Lisa. And uh, we said hi, of course, as, uh, as they were riding by. And Lisa said that you didn't want to come. And I was just disappointed. I, I had a chance to see you in person yesterday, Gordon. And you could have been out and enjoying the fresh air. And you could have had a, you know, a safely distanced conversation with your old buddy, Jake. Yeah, they didn't tell me they were going to go by your place. But mm-hmm. uh, I was I was I had a long day yesterday, uh, you know, swinging the pick and the salt mine and whatnot. And so I had already uh, put in my hours of exercise, and so I passed on that particular trip. Had I known they were going to go to by your place, I probably would have wanted to join in. It was nice to see them. It seemed like they were having fun. I did see your ride, though, because your daughter was, was uh, riding your bike. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nice. Pretty it? snazzy. Like snazzy ride. Yeah. looked like they were uh-huh. having a lot of fun. Uh, and it was great to see them. But I was disappointed. I thought, oh, man. It would have been good to see Gordon because I talked to you every day. I was telling somebody about this yesterday. I talked to you every day, but I haven't seen you, seen you in a month and a half. That is kind of weird. It is weird. It's it's really weird. Uh, They said that as you reported on the show yesterday is that you were going to have a bit of a bonfire. (laughs) It was not a bonfire. (laughs) But they said that you were you had the fire going. Uh, out front. Yeah, we did. Out front. We were uh, smoking up the whole neighborhood. We, <laughs> uh, we did not get to the marshmallows, no. Uh, we were just. S'mores? No. Nope, didn't do it. We had all the makings of s'mores. I did but that we, last night. We did not do it. You did? Oh, yeah. How was it? It was terrific. Good. Have you ever had a bad s'more? No, that's a good Even point. Even when you burn it? Yeah, right. It's still it's amazing. It's still incredible. Yeah, you're right about that. Uh, but yeah, it was nice. But it was it was good to see a couple of members of the Monson crew. Now, when you guys Soon, do Papa Monson is going to ride his bike down and say hi to me. I, I will. I'll, I'll make sure I'm a part of that uh, uh, one of these times. When you guys do the s'mores, do you do the Hershey's chocolate or do you do Reese's or what do you what do you mix in? Do you mix it up or why you limit yourself? 
do it all. <laughs> yeah, get creative. My wife, though, she's she's a Hershey's milk chocolate fan. That is her favorite. So that's usually okay. what we get. All right. But yeah, the well, those, are, those are flavors that, for whatever reason, taste great together. All right. We'll have more Big Show coming up next. Stay tuned right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Want to remind you, coming up on Friday, our friend Tom from The Warehouse is going to be calling in all show long with great deals from the Orem location. Don't miss the calls. They're always terrific. Uh, Boom. How was that, Gordon? Was that all right? That was good. All right. Uh, You watched the the cat video that I I sent to you during the break. And tell me that's not the funniest thing you've ever seen. That that is rather remarkable. And I don't know what triggered that cat, but whatever did uh, put the cat's owner in a world of hurt. Okay, we can't totally do it justice without actually watching the video. But we're going to play the audio. And uh, just let your imagination run wild with uh, uh, how upset this cat gets. Uh, you ready, Austin? Uh, oh, ba- okay. So this guy basically is uh, doing a webcast of some sort where he's telling people that he's writing in his cat for the election. And then the cat all of a sudden is like, you know what? I've had enough of you, sir. Here it is. New president of 2017, you guys. This is Shiba. I wrote her in today because I'm telling you she's a better person. <laughs> It's amazing. It's amazing how that audio pretty well covers it, even though you can't see what's going on. You can certainly imagine. (laughs) (laughs) This guy's stumbling all over himself to get out of the room as this cat latches on to his midsection. The the nether regions were at risk. Wow. I don't know what could have set that cat off because the cat goes from zero to 100 just in a split second. I mean, that cat acted in that moment like it had no idea who who the owner was, like like it had never seen him before. Oh, it, I got to hear this. One more sound. time. One more time. Oh, 2017, you guys. This is Shiba. I wrote her in today because I'm telling you she's a better You're dead. <laughs> It is every bit as violent as that sounds. And it's it sounds so the, guy, the guy looks like he's fighting for his life. <laughs> well, he is. It reminds me of that uh, Talladega Night scene when he puts the cougar in the car with the guy. <laughs> that, that cat's survival instincts just kicked in for some reason. It was on Life 8, and it's like, that's it. <laughs> I'm telling you. Either that, you or me. I'm telling you, she's a better <laughs> I am tired of your crappy political takes. <laughs> Save it for Facebook. Does that cat not look like your typical house cat? You know, nothing really extraordinary one way or the other. But, man, that is uh, that thing turned into a wild creature inside of a second. (laughs) I mean, did that guy have a can? Did that guy have like a what? Did he have like a bass in his pocket or something? All of a sudden, <laughs> and the guy makes it out the door. Austin brought up a great point in the in the break. That's kind of where the the video ends when he makes it out the door. What happens in the hallway? Oh, I'm convinced <laughs> one of them is no longer here. <laughs> convinced of it. The way that cat was going, it was it. That was this was life in the balance. <laughs> Watch that video and tell me you you ever want to be a cat owner. Oh, I'll never cross the on the same street as a cat again. <laughs> that, that cat, imagine 
<laughs> Imagine if that if that cat turned on that guy while he was sleeping or something. Oh my goodness! I, I mean, really? I it's as though what what what, what kind of what, what kind of food do cats like the most? Apparently, human. Well, I mean, that's what it looked like. Wow! All it right, looked like he had like a like like a, a mackerel in I'm there. I'm sick of the fancy feast. <laughs> There's a question to throw out there to listeners. Have you ever had your pet turn on you? <laughs> oh, that could actually be. I know. That's what I'm cases. saying. But this cat yeah. turning on this guy. How'd you lose that eye? <laughs> Let me show you this viral video from 2017. When I was a kid, I was told this story, and I didn't know if it's apocryphal, whether it's just made up or whatever. But it, the story goes that uh, a, a, an elderly grandma was walking her two Dobermans, and they, they turned around and and uh, snacked on her. And it scared the living daylights out of me because one of my neighbors had a Doberman. This, and I was just a little, this is was my fault. Why are, why are we talking this about is, dogs eating people? This is That's literally not, a Casey no, Kasem no, moment no, yeah, here. That was, that, you know <laughs> a what, dog that was, dying. That was my fault. That was my fault. <laughs> here we are laughing about a, a cat attacking a guy. And well, somebody's I mean, got to talk about uh, Dobermans eating Snacking a, on, grammy. on Grandma. <laughs> Well, oh. I mean, it's just a cute little you know, pudding cat. What's and I'm uh, just sitting there, got the cat in his I'm hand, and all of a sudden he catch. The room, he ransacks the room. Oh, it's unbelievable. Well, wouldn't it's you? like the Tasmanian devil showed up. <laughs> a cloud of dust and nothing else. Oh, that is just incredible. <laughs> oh. This, oh is why, this is why this uh, is why Al Gore made the internet. This <laughs> this video right here. <laughs> this cat. <laughs> okay, all right. I mean, this to... looks like a little little cat. This is a nice little kitty. <laughs> nice little kitty. Jake, you gotta retweet it for people to uh, see it now. I know uh, it's got us the title. Turns out a naughty turns word. Turns into in a freaking tweet. killer panther. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Stay tuned. We're going to have what's going on coming up next. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.